0: This is Lady Talk Radio, your space for real conversations about real life and real ways to improve yours. what's up lady welcome back to lady talk radio i am your main chick stacy ray and if you have ever said i will write a book one day this episode is for you this is episode number 41 with lynn denise and this podcast as always is brought to you by WeAreLadyAlpha.com, where we start conversations that empower you and help move you forward so you can have the fierce and fulfilling life you want If you are digging the vibe here, maybe this is the first time you're tuning into one of our conversations, or you just want to go deeper into the conversation, you can join us in our free online Facebook community, The Lady Posse. You can just search us out right on Facebook, and we will add you in, or there's a link to add yourself in the show notes, and we would love to kick it with you. Holy moly, there are so many amazing women in that space that would love to get to know you that are on the ambitious path, that are wanting to connect and collaborate and contribute to your life in some way, and as well as the women that we have on the show are often in that group and giving even more exclusive, deeper content um, to go further into this conversation too. So come play with us. We would love to meet you and hang out with you and get to know you. uh, For the show notes of this episode, anytime, you can simply go to weareladyalpha.com forward slash four one radio. So that's definitely the place to be. You can get all the links there, different things there, listen to the episode. It's just kind of all in one place there. It's just easy and we like easy. So um, go kick it on that page. And if you're on iTunes, leave us a review. I mean, you just do the thing. I don't even have to tell you what to do. Just do the thing. You know what I mean? So for those of you that don't know Lynn, she is a loving mother, a dog lover, a coffee enthusiast with a passion for helping others reach their goals. She has a bachelor's degree in human resource management and leadership and a career in publishing and most importantly, a love for helping others share their story. So Lynn's writing a writing coach and she's really good at what she does and she helps you birth your book into the world. So we got real today because I've always been really interested in about what it takes to actually write a book. Like, What does it actually take to do that? So really starting to get real about some of the structures that will support you, what it'll take to really get that story out of your heart and into the world, and some tangible ways to bring your book to life today. So let's jump into this conversation. Hey, Lynn, welcome to Lady Talk Radio. I am so excited about having this conversation with you today.
1: Great. Yeah, so am I.
0: Awesome. I know we've been kind of chit-chatting about what we were going to talk about and stuff, and I love the work that you're doing, and I think it's definitely time to start, uh, you know, inviting people into the conversation around sharing their story and everything. So I'd love to Mm -hmm. hear kind of the backstory from you. Like, how did you end up here? Kind of give us a snapshot of your life these days.
1: Um, Yeah, so I always secretly wrote, secretly wanted to write, Um, and then early in my 20s, I tried to get into the hair industry, and it I kept sort of failing at it. Like being a stylist myself, I ended up dislocating my shoulder, not going to be a career that I would last long in. So uh, then went into sales in the hair industry in Vancouver. The company got bought out. I ended up working at the Georgia Strait newspaper. And I always admired the writers and followed them quite a bit, right? Because I had to read the newspaper that I worked for. And then when I moved to Victoria, I ended up getting a job with a publishing company, again, working with writers. And I think it slowly was a sign to me to that this is where I need to be and this is who I need to be focusing on, who my circle needs to be. And it slowly built the confidence for me to write as well. And then, yeah, so I worked at the publishing company, Um, for three years. It was a startup company. So I kind of lasted quite long for that. And then I went back to school and did a degree in leadership. So I really found that my gift and my talents was in coaching writers, coaching authors. And that's how I got to where I'm at today. (laughs)
0: Amazing. And there's like, we were kind of chit-chatting about this too, that there's not a ton of people who are doing this, but there's a ton of people who would love to write a book, have a book the idea that they you know are not necessarily acting on or they've had an idea and they're you know stuck in the idea of how to bring it into fruition
1: yeah, yeah. for sure and a lot of people join white writers groups so they get like tons of feedback from their peers and or facebook groups with writers where there can be some like negativity and things like that so for me personally having one person one or two people that I consider gurus or mentors or coaches has lifted me up so much. So I can be that for others as well. Right. And so that one-on-one sort of personal connection, you can get really deep into the story with the person, get really involved with their characters. Like it becomes a very personal relationship.
0: Oh, I can imagine. Absolutely. Yeah, Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: like, I guess what I'm pointing to too is there's probably so many women who are listening to this who have considered writing a book, but yet they're kind of putting it into the distance like, oh, one day I'll write a book when I get to this point. Why mm-hmm. do you personally believe that that we can kind of write a book anytime and we don't necessarily need to wait until we, you know, have this great story to tell or something? Why do we have the story now?
1: Yeah. Uh, I think that people, I mean the thought of writing a book is very overwhelming, right? So um, part of what I do is break that down into bite-sized pieces for people. Like it's not as big of an undertaking as it seems to be, right? Even practicing writing for 15 minutes a day to get them going and then they'll find themselves like writing more than 15 minutes a day. And yeah, so I hope that answered your question.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love the, you know, kind of starting before we're ready and letting ourselves, you know, kind of show up at the page. I know that there's a lot of people who sort of say like, I'm an aspiring writer, but it's like, if you are a writer and you want to write and you're even just trickling out that writer, why not claim that, that name of, I am a writer, you know, and just let yourself live into that. I love that.
1: Yes, I agree. I agree. And everything that comes from that. And I always tell people like, you are a writer, everyone can write. Um, What's going to make it like sellable is, you know, taking that next step and handing it over to a copy editor, a story editor, a content editor. Like you can take it as far as you want to take it.
0: Yes. So that's something I wanted to unpack with you here a moment too, because I think that um, I've had a few different conversations with people who were like, but I don't have the best grammar or, I don't know if I can really like, you know, I don't have the best kind of spelling or any of these kinds of things. Like how much of that is important when you're actually putting the book together?
1: That's not important at all. It's um, when I write personally, my first draft is ugly, 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 but I know that. (laughs) And I know that, you know, after a few more self edits, and then passing it off to someone else, that slowly it gets shaped into this beautiful, beautiful piece. So None of that matters.
0: Yeah. Mm,
1: Cool. It can all be fixed, right? It can all be learned. It can all be fixed. Yeah. It
0: just Mm -hmm. sounds like one more thing we're kind of putting in the way, right, at times of just starting and writing our book, right? In, yes, the, exactly. in this time, like for you personally, loving to write and, and getting to witness all these other writers and work with these people, what are some of the common themes that you've been seeing that kind of get in the way for people? Because we love to kind of make this relatable and normalize some of these, you know, everyday fears that we're experiencing. So what are some of the, yeah, the commonalities that you've noticed in writers and people who want to tell their story?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're definitely a lot of fear, insecurity. Am I good enough? Is my writing going to be good enough? All of those things that you just spoke to. Um, and also the time. Time is always, oh, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time, right? So those are definitely ones that I have to break through. And yeah, just even some of the environment, the sticky stuff that's around, right? The clutter, all of that. So just making space for that and making it sacred and making it something that you do for yourself. Mm. And yeah, breaking away from, for me, writing and being with paper, like a journal, or being with a book, that's paper. It's just a break from all the screen time. It's It's my sacred time now, right? Because I do think there's like a lot to be said for the screens, but it's also a lot of snippets and a little bit of a feeling of um, ADHD, right? You're mm-hmm. going through different tabs, going through different social media sites, and it can all be very anxiety inducing almost. So just to sit with a candle and a journal, just old school a piece of paper and a pen, it's A big sense of calmness for me personally. Yeah.
0: Oh, I can imagine that. Totally. I Mm -hmm. personally have liked to write on my laptop for so long and then, you know, recently started just sort of, you know, just flow writing and stuff like that in journals. And I really notice a difference. Mm -hmm. I actually really do. Like, yeah. Even if just to start getting the wheels turning and getting some ideas and starting to put some things down on paper, I think it's so, so powerful to do that. I totally agree.
1: Yeah, it's so fun. And just sometimes it can be really messy and sometimes it can be really neat. So it's really interesting to notice, you know, am I printing or am I writing and what's coming out? Like what styles come out when I'm in a different mood, right? I think my son came up to me and he's like, oh you're writing again because he hasn't been learning that yet in school and I'm like don't worry you'll learn it even though I think I heard that they're taking it out of the curriculum I'm not sure I have to check into that but yeah so it even he notices the different styles on the page right interesting it's like playing with different fonts on your computer really (laughs) yeah absolutely and mm-hmm. like,
0: really, I, I like, I want to go back to what you just said there about the sacred piece, because I think w- we often have these ideas about, oh, I want to write this book or I want to share my, my life journey and, and sort of like waiting until the right time until we can tell the story. But even just starting to reflect, it sounds like that simplifying the process and letting ourselves reflect and just feel into the story is really makes it more meaningful as well.
1: Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah. It's cool. uh, what I call a boot camp for the soul.
0: Mm, I love that. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Beautiful. Okay. Let's talk more about the environment piece for a moment, because I imagine that that's kind of playing out. What did you mean by that? Let's go into more of what that that kind of how that affects people.
1: Well, I think there's also a lot of um, feelings of selfishness when you're turning inward. I think that's something we've lost. So if you want to turn inward and have created the environment or the space that is special and sacred and unique to inspire you to see what comes out, I think that's so important to setting the stage for writing and almost a bit of a ritual where you're honoring yourself in the process mm-hmm. and oh. allowing yourself like to be there without feeling selfish, without being like, I'm ignoring my son. He's on the TV all the time because I'm taking this time to write. But you know what? It's perfectly okay. And even him witnessing me doing that has been so valuable. He came home this week, actually, and he had the first two chapters to his book. Look, mommy, look what I did. And I did it without the teacher asking me to do it. So I just, I was in tears. It was beautiful. So I've really noticed that taking that time is not selfish and it is teaching him. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's powerful. I love hearing Mm -hmm. that. Thanks for sharing that. Mm -hmm. Because I know that there's Mm -hmm. a lot of us that have that idea around time and, you know, what it, what it takes away from if we spend time doing that. And yeah, that's Mm -hmm. really powerful.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: When people are, you know, when we, when we say like, why right now, you know, why is now really the time to start your writing your story or sharing that that idea that you have?
1: It's funny because I was watching um a little bit of a video on stories and um you know this woman was talking about how we've gone from, you know, when we first got the internet, how we were able to share articles with each other. Then it became, well, now we want to share pictures with each other. So these <laughs> other apps came out for that. And then now we want to share you know, live stream videos and because people are craving authenticity and they're craving deeper stories and realness. So I feel like it's the time to write right now mm-hmm. as a way of, there well, there's so many reasons, but one is a way of establish, establishing yourself as an expert. Um, so uh, I know we talked about Seth Godin the other day too, and One of his quotes is People do not buy goods and services, they buy relations, stories, and magic. Yeah. I really feel like we're coming into a time where storytelling is so important. So, um, why not be a leader in that area? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Also, I um, teach, I'm teaching, you know, students that it's a way of leveling up your career and doing it fast. If you're publishing, And showing these things on your resume, you're more likely to get hired than the person who isn't, right? Mm -hmm. That's pretty, that gives a wow factor for sure. Totally. Uh, Some other things I wrote down is just writing for serenity. So back to what I was saying before, is just a way of honoring yourself. Um, A lot of people do it to work through family stuff that they've been working through for years working through grief, um, you know, writing shares your experience, your strength and hope for others. So it's that ripple effect that goes into the world. Um, One of the other ladies we were talking to said, you know, she was shocked when someone said how much her sharing her story actually saved her life in that moment, right? Mm -hmm. Another author I was talking to the other day said, Red a. Brown got me through the toughest, darkest times in my life. I want to be able to do that for someone else across the world. You don't even know where these people are and you're changing their lives. You're helping them through stuff, right? Yeah. Whether that's through a nonfiction or through fiction where they can just escape from all their problems and be in this magical, different world, right? So again, even if it's not sharing your personal story but you have a fiction story that you want to share it's again you never know how that's going to affect someone else mhm
0: yeah we never know the ripple effect you know every single book every single word every single post all these things that we're putting out into the world are essentially changing the world even mm-hmm. this conversation is changing the world right so we it's yeah. it's all it's all totally relevant i love that yeah. I think like the, one of the stops that I've seen just in some people that I've spoken to and myself included, like, you know, it's like, oh, I want to write a book. I want to write a book. And then there's sort of this like, um, idea that it has to all make sense from the beginning. Can we talk mm-hmm. about that for a second? Cause I know we kind of touched on that in the beginning too, but really I think this is a key piece in like understanding how to sort of bring the story to life and bring the book to life. And I know that this is a lot of the work that you're doing with people is that support along the way, but do we really have to know? All about what it's going to, how it's going to end, how it's all going to come together right from the beginning? Or does that kind of go through the process?
1: Yeah, like what you're speaking to is, you know, knowing when you're in method and knowing when you're in madness and how mm. they are both needed, right? And so, yes, a little bit of structure is necessary, but you also have to let yourself go and be open to the emergent theories, right? The emergent stuff that comes up through the actual act of writing. Yeah. So, yeah, I have an an author I'm coaching that's working through that right now was like, you know, named all her chapters, made different files for each one so she could add little bits um, when they come up. Right. And I Mm -hmm. thought that was a great idea of sort of following the inspiration. And but when she first started writing, she was writing from a place of mining her old journals, but it was bringing up way too much stuff that she wasn't ready to revisit, so we worked together to change her voice and change her perspective on some of those stories, where it's become a lot more empowering for her. Mm-hmm. So instead of writing from like the eye perspective, and you know, she wanted to get rid of all the poor me, poor me, to becoming more of a godlike person who's writing about those things, but not reliving them in a way that's going to feel harmful for her. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, a lot of it is um, dealing with old trauma too. And, and, and changing those. So I, I would get her to write, like maybe take one of those chapters and write it from a third person perspective, or instead of writing about herself, write about the other person who's in that story and writing what they may be thinking, feeling and sensing instead of what, her reaction was to that person in that story, right? So really change it, taking them out of that perspective and, and trying it different ways. Mm-hmm. I hope that makes sense.
0: It does. Well, I love the flexibility that you're speaking to, too, and that there's sometimes we can get really caught up and it has to sort of be one way, but kind of bringing in some other possibilities and getting creative. And I would imagine that often, especially if we're telling our own story and our own experiences, that there would be a lot of different points of emotion in there and navigating some of those tougher experiences and getting to write about them from a different perspective is really revealing.
1: Revealing and healing. Yeah. 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 And it takes constant vigilance and participation, right? So, mm-hmm. not being stuck on this is the outcome I want and this is when I want it by, like being able to shape those. I like how you were calling them moving milestones, right? Like, we mm-hmm. can always set these goals, but we can always move them as well if necessary or mm-hmm. change them or, you know, along the way. Mm-hmm. Being open to that flexibility. Yeah. Mm. Love that. Mm
0: -hmm. So when we talk about writing our story or writing the story that we have in our hearts, what is the sort of some of the, um, the bigger challenges that people face? Like we talked about some of the sort of natural ones, like the fear pieces and all that kind of stuff, but what are some of the like technical stuff that people tend to face in writing a book that potentially working with you or with a coach could really support them with?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Um, The planning stage, I would say, yeah, the technical piece of the when, what, how, why, um, yeah, sorry, can you repeat the question? Well, yeah, it's and
0: I don't I don't know if there is really anything cuz I haven't written a book before, so <laughs> I don't really know, but I'm just more pointing to like some of the technical things that definitely will come up along the way cuz what we know is like when there's unknown stuff, sometimes it gets people really stuck too and not starting because there's just so many things we don't know. So even some right. of the like what are some of the natural like technical things that people are going to have to learn or you know some of the challenges they might face along the way and why working with a coach through that obviously would be supportive in that.
1: Mhm, I think like for for really like I love the begin with the end in mind, right? So really mm-hmm. getting to the purpose of what they're writing about what they're writing for who their audience is going to be all of that technical stuff really needs to be thought of ahead so if you're writing a book Mm. just to share with your family that's going to be totally different strategy than if you're writing a book to you know make a million dollars right or share with the entire world and get it out to as many people as possible so we really have to kind of like get really clear on those goals first and then we can move from there. Like, okay, then really understanding what genre is this going to fit into? Like, is this going to be a prescriptive nonfiction or is this going to be a narrative nonfiction or is it going to be fiction? And then what category and subcategory is that going to fit into? And then getting really familiar with who's writing in those categories, what their styles are and what... um, what's selling if that's important to you right yeah that's so those are great. So, yeah those are some of the things i walk people through Yeah, that's great
0: information. I hadn't even thought of any of those. So as you were saying it, I was like, yeah, I guess those things matter, right? If we're going to be writing a book to just, you know, just be sort of telling our story or if we want to share it with like mostly our audience or want to sell a million copies or want to be writing books for kids, that's obviously going to change, you know, based on our demographic and stuff. So yeah, that's really great information.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And then I actually even have um, a file done up where you brought kids into this. So where how many words per sentence reach age three to six year olds what you know what their levels are at and what they can handle and so yeah I can teach somebody how to write to a three to six year old a seven to nine year old a 10 to 12 year old those types of things and like what they're going to be needing as far as sentence structure and sentence length goes, those types of things Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: I love this because it's kind of taking the guesswork out of it right? It's like, Mm -hmm. I think sometimes I've seen some books kind of go out and then they just flop. And I always wonder, like, you know, is it because they weren't prepared? Or did they not kind of have this sort of guidance or support along the way? What is your opinion on that? Like, why do you think that some books get so much attention and others don't?
1: Yeah, definitely. There's, there's books that have manuscripts that are sitting on shelves, collecting dust that are like amazing stories, but the person didn't have the right guidance. So they left them on the shelf, whereas then some of the like crappiest stories can come out, but they've been <laughs> marketed really, really well. Yeah. So they're selling, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a shame, actually, that some of that really good literature does collect dust and sit on shelves. So yes, having somebody, I, I just, I don't feel like that person ever had the support that they needed. Or, you know, there's a sea of information out there. So it's like, who do you trust? You know, when you go online, you you can find all kinds of things about self-publishing is a scam. It's like narcissistic. And so that would shut you down right there. You'd be like, OK. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what it takes to, you know, if if being traditionally published is your goal, then I'll work with them on that. And what it takes to get in front of a publisher and get them to notice you, right?
0: Yeah. Say more and, about the self-publishing piece for a second. Like, what's, what's kind of your take on that?
1: Um, I think it's great. I worked in Mm self-publishing, um, you know, it's, it's for everyone. It's for the person who just wants their book to be available online on the print on demand model where someone can just click on the link, Amazon Barnes and Noble chapters, you know, it'll show it where it's available and they can, you know, order it. It's printed and shipped within 24 hours. Um, there's no more having warehouses full of stacks of printed books you know hoping that someone's going to buy all of them right mm-hmm. so it's uh not as bad on the environment in that sense we're not wasting paper Got it. it's not selling right yeah. and um the author isn't more in charge of their it's kind of becomes a product for them so they can market it sell it go on book tours um, there's a lot of strategy around that. A traditional publisher will take all of the royalties, so you're not going to be making very much in the end because they have to recoup their costs on marketing and printing and all of that, right? So you have more control when you self-publish on the book itself as a product.
0: Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love learning about all these little inner workings. This is great.
1: When we talk about mm-hmm. the technical piece,
0: I mean, technical stuff, as you've mentioned, like can be kind of sorted out along the way. But for those that are listening mm-hmm. to this episode and they're thinking, hmm, should I start writing now? Should I not start writing now? What do you think is maybe some deciding factors to feel into when making that decision and, and starting to look at some, you know, opening points to begin the process?
1: Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, it's always start now, right? It's mm. like, make a mess of it. Exactly what you and I talk about. Just yeah. get to the page, write whatever. I mean, you know, you may only like two sentences from that entire page, but, you know, two of those sentences might be really powerful and you can incorporate them into your book. So just get messy, <laughs> get dirty mm. and uh, just write, just start. So, Yeah, part of my process is taking them through that, and all the excuses pop up, all of them. Yeah, right. (laughs)
0: It's like yeah, (laughs) it's like an artist painting their their masterpiece. I think there's always going to be self judgment or doubts or all kinds Mm -hmm. of different flavors of it to show up for us,
1: right? Yeah. But yeah, and really knowing that this is, um, as a society, we are expanding the boundaries of what is possible, right? So it's it's only going to add value to this new way of thinking and thinking about creativity and just letting yourself express. I think uh, Shimana talked about it in the video uh, we posted yesterday. And it was, it was about that, like how creativity used to be just so poo pooed. (laughs) I don't know what other word to use for it, but you know, even in my own experience with my mother, like, when I said I wanted to be a writer, oh, well, there's no money in that. You need to go into sales, <laughs> right? And so that old school mentality of creativity is not, there's, you know, that's the starving artists, right? You just mm-hmm. don't do that. So a lot of us were sort of oppressed that way. And it's a way to kind of break through that. And now seeing that like stories are becoming the way to even market yourself is just, so exciting, right? So all the practice is only going to make you better. Just starting and just, you know, keep going from there. And then having, you know, a core group of people that you trust that can help guide you. Like, you know, what I do in my story edits is I'm going, does this flow? Is there any points that I'm falling asleep? Like my last author said to me, I just want to know if it bores you. (laughs) Right? So yeah, I can, you know, I can provide feedback on all of that. And that helps start to shape it. And then once it's been shaped, then we can start to look at the copy editors, right? I don't actually do the copy editing myself. I do not claim that I'm a, an expert in punctuation and grammar and all of that. But I still love to write. Because mm-hmm. I know I can hand that off to somebody who does love that tedious work. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm the big picture thinker. I'm not the detail oriented and that's okay. Knowing my strengths, knowing my weaknesses, it's all going to make it better, right? Yeah.
0: Thank you for speaking to that. Cause I think that's so great just to put that into this conversation and really have you as the listener get that you don't have to be strong suit in all of these different aspects that bring a book to life. You can just be mm-hmm. the person who crafts the story and brings it together. It could just be through you and having you know that support of like even what you're describing, just tell me if it bores you. Like I would love that kind of <laughs> reflection before putting in mm-hmm. all of more, all this effort into writing a book and getting that we can pivot and shift and bring new characters in or take characters out or, yeah,
1: that's mm-hmm. really powerful. And that's why I love working with new authors. I mean, I will also story edit somebody who's already written the book and hand it off to me complete. Um, but I definitely love working with authors through the process where you know, they gave me a couple chapters that they've just written. I've got a week or two weeks to provide feedback on that while they're writing ahead, maybe one or two more chapters. So then if something comes up for them, in these there's in these two chapters that I'm story editing now that needs to be weaved into the next two, Mm -hmm. they can come back and do it in a smaller bite sized piece, right? It's not so overwhelming to get your whole book back with all this feedback and now you've got to go all the way back to the very beginning and work through it all right it's Mm kind of neat to be able to do it in small chunks along the way yeah cool Mm -hmm. I like that
0: Mm -hmm. hmm this is juicy right I would love to hear like as always if you have questions or insights that you're getting as listening to this episode with Lynn we would love to hear because i know that this is Lynn's world this is what she plays in supports people in coaches people in so there's a lot of like obviously moving parts and there might be your own process might be a little different than what you're hearing um mm-hmm. but that there's always those kind of familiar pieces right so what would you say to the listener who has a story on their heart and they don't even know where to start. And they're like, I am writing every day and I am doing these things, but like, what's next? What are maybe even some, some practices that you have found helpful, um, for yourself or with your clients or yeah, I'm just curious if there's anything specific that you found helpful in the process of starting to draw out that story and, and bring it more to life. Mm
1: Hmm. A lot of it is visualization. So, Hmm. Getting really comfortable and visualizing uh, what the book cover will look like, what the endorsements on the back will look like, what will the inside flap say, um, just starting again, beginning with the end in mind. Mm-hmm. And so really visualizing that product. And I had an author uh, the other day talk about how she was visualing her, visualizing herself on the red carpet because her book turned into a blockbuster movie and even down to the tiny details of the sparkles that were on her shoes as she was walking down the red carpet because of this blockbuster movie. I love it. <laughs> right? So, you know, dreaming big, really getting into what that's going to look like in the future when you've put your book out there. When you've shared your personal story and it has saved people's lives. When they're coming to you, going, oh, what you wrote, I felt that, I lived that, and that just helped me through and these dark places I was in. And, you know, I was able to get out of bed again because of your book, right? So, really visualizing all of the accolades that will come after. Yeah, <laughs> I could go on forever about that. That's so good. I love that. Mm-hmm. When you initially said
0: visualization, I thought you were going to say like visualizing in the story. And I was like, oh, wow, I've never even thought of that before. Because I can think of, yeah, like just even in the telling of the story, sometimes the words can feel a little bit flat for me. So mm-hmm. yeah, I was like, oh, interesting. And then when you went into the sort of the, the end vision mm-hmm. and what the result is and the feeling and how amazing that is, I was like, oh, I like that too. So it sounds like there's almost like a couple <laughs> different aspects to this. I love it.
1: Yeah, you were going more technical. And we could do that, too. We could (laughs) definitely do that. And so yeah, another thing I guide authors on is using all of their gadgets, right? So when a thought comes to you, getting it down, whether it's in your journal, on your phone, in notes, whether it's a voice memo, because you're driving and you (laughs) secretly have to just hit Siri, write this down, Mm -hmm. right? Because you don't want to lose that thought and those inspirations and to follow those, right? Just Yeah, with a character, you can just let yourself go crazy on the details, right? What are they wearing? What, you know, where, what's in their fridge? What's in their pantry? What's in their shower? Like, what kind of, do they use, like, purology? Or are they using, like, drugstore, (laughs) gross-smelling shampoo? I don't know, like. (laughs)
0: Like, Really get into it, is what you're saying. You can,
1: yeah, like, you can. And a lot of people do this. They get into their characters' minds that way, right? Like from the moment they wake up, okay, I'm waking up as Sheila, the character in my story. So now what's Sheila seeing? What's she thinking? What's she sensing? What's she brushing her teeth with? What's she thinking about while she's brushing her teeth? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: I really dig this. And when you said shower, I was like, well, I get some of my best ideas in the shower. So
1: (laughs) I'm certain that
0: I will think of many of these things. Yeah. Because I don't know about you, but driving and in the shower are like my key places that I notice I get like total download moments of like, oh, that's the best idea ever. And if I don't take an audio note or I don't take a note down, I just forget.
1: Yes. Yes. (laughs) Which sucks. Yeah. That's so true. So
0: true. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. So... I'm just going to put this question in the space because I think if there was ever anything else that needed to be said to anybody who is sitting on their story, like really what is the kind of swift kick in the ass <laughs> that you want to want to give us to really start now? Like if there's one thing that you could have the listeners leave this conversation with to really get the importance of them beginning and, and sharing that, whatever it is that's on their heart, what would you want to say to them?
1: Yeah, I think... There's never been a time where we need to be present, vocal and accounted for as citizens. And, um, you know, if there's, if there's a story in you and a burning desire, that nudge is happening for a reason. And just, I don't know. I just want to say, just give me a call and we'll get you started. (laughs) Right. But, um, I guess one tip would be the the 15 minutes a day every morning. Siobhano was speaking to that yesterday. And I also find myself um, at my best as far as writing goes first thing in the morning. I love pouring my cup of coffee and getting to my computer or getting to my journal and just getting the thoughts down. And, And she was speaking to how there's still a little bit of that sort of dream state too that we're in right after we wake up mm-hmm and so it, it's a very your your mind is open to exploring and it's imaginative so if you could just even even if it's 10 15 minutes in the morning if you start implementing that into your daily routine you know by the end of the week by the end of the month you're gonna have so much material
0: yeah oh that's great you
1: mm-hmm. mentioned
0: the conversation you have with Shamana. Can you tell the listeners where that is if they want to go check that out and just a little bit about what you're sharing on social media as well?
1: Yeah, so we did um we were talking about uh um uh, sort of her rituals and practices for her creativity. She's a singer, a writer, and a photographer. So she's got different spaces set up for each different like physical environments for each activity because she finds inspiration in Different corners of her house for each one. So yeah, you can find that on my Facebook page, which is Facebook. Oh, forgive okay. me I don't know how. To... That's yeah, okay. So we'll
0: we'll put it in the show notes, anyways. But yeah, okay. So yeah, it's on
1: my Facebook page, and um, um, we jumped off the interview portion and went into a second live video where she actually takes us through her guided meditation that she does to open up the creativity channels. And she meditates on each chakra and and has a mantra that she says for each one. Mm, um, (laughs) I think I shared on my personal Facebook page how I went through that with her yesterday. And I felt like my world opened up after that, too. I was sitting in a Starbucks after and I actually had someone come and approach me going, what are you doing? What are you up to? Oh, can I have your card? (laughs) And I was just like,
0: (laughs) well, yes, you can.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes, you can. So, yeah. That was wonderful.
0: Oh, I love it. I absolutely yeah. love it. Yeah. So we'll, we'll put the link to your Facebook page and you're on Instagram and stuff as well. So yeah, Lynn posts some really cool stuff. And I think too, like even just that daily prompt, like sometimes I see you post things where I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Like that kind of just gets my mind thinking a little bit. Like I think just even sometimes it takes that little nudge, that little idea to just get us in motion. And I know that you're really focused on bringing some really great content for people. So we'll put the Riata. um, you can always search out Raya on Facebook as well, but we'll put the link in the show notes so that you guys can get connected with Lynn.
1: Yeah, definitely. I'm, um, I haven't been so great with my online presence because I am practicing my own journey of writing. So um, I am working on that and uh, I have a lot of content being developed. That's going to come through over the next little while. So there's going to be a lot of great stuff coming up. So yes, it would be now is the time to follow me.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. So, I would love to just hear from you personally, too, because I know that you're on this path, you're building your business, you're an entrepreneur, essentially. And mm-hmm. I'd love to hear like, what's been important for you, you know, on this path? What have been some of the most important things that have really supported you or even just daily practices, things that you found to be really helpful as you've started to step more into your purpose?
1: Hmm. Just being really in tune with where I'm at in that moment and following the inspiration, but also slowing down when I need the rest. And um, recognizing that, uh, yeah, I can get so inspired that I'll just, like, go, 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 go. And I'll have to actually pull myself out of that mode and say, you need to rest. Mm. (laughs) That's just as important as, you know, following the inspiration. You also have to, you know, I mean, self-care is always being talked about, but I'm a huge believer in self-care. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
0: Just as much as we work for it, we got to rest for it, right?
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. I love it. Yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah. So is there any points that I didn't ask you or anything that you wanted to leave the listeners with as we're kind of closing out about sharing their story in the world and, and, um, yeah. Why now?
1: Mm-hmm. I think sharing your story really requires solitude, um, silence, sometimes, um, Taking ourselves out of all of those distractions. And that can be one of the biggest challenges right now. Mm. Um, so, just being aware of that and creating that space to take yourself away from those distractions.
0: I mm. actually
1: am uh, working on creating a writer's getaway where we're going to go and do meditations and do, you know, little writing workshops, sharing our work with each other and just having it somewhere like in nature you know, with on one of the uh, Gulf islands here, whether it be on Salt Spring or Pender, but just yeah, exploring different spaces and and creativity and all of that. So, yeah, I think just, I think the environment is really important. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that you said that. Yeah. Cause I think it's sometimes we, especially if we're linking, oh, we're going to write this book and it's going to help position us as an expert and we just got to get it done. And you know, this kind of stuff, it's like, it can lack that, um, that depth, even if we're not really allowing ourselves to feel into what the story means for us and what all that kind of, you know, all those, you know, p- pieces of ourselves, our presence that we can tap into when we're not so distracted and, you know, overstimulated. So I love that you mm-hmm. spoke to that because it's Definitely. huge. It's huge. I think especially as women, and you know, if we have kids or we have even dogs, my fur babies, like my kid. And if we have all like our job and our, you know, our dreams and our self-care and all these things, it can sometimes feel like a lot to create that space. But really what I've heard you say a couple of times in this conversation is like that time piece, like your story matters. And like taking those extra few minutes, even if it is 20 minutes a day to check in and really be in your body and just see what comes through. So Yeah, Yeah. this has been a really powerful conversation, Lynn. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I know I was listening to a lady talk about how um, she started saying no to people who wanted her to review their resume, edit their stuff, do like she was constantly doing for others, that she was losing herself in it. So yeah, and then she realized that by sharing her actual story, she's going to help way more people and those few individuals that are always at her. Yeah. If that makes sense, yeah.
0: Oh, that totally makes sense. Absolutely.
1: Mhm. So yeah. trusting that and knowing that that there is a bigger purpose. Mhm.
0: Yeah. So good. So definitely get, get connected with Lynn. She's got so much awesome, amazing stuff to offer. And I just love hearing about the origin of how you came to be in this place too. And I think it's so inspiring and I'm so looking forward to hearing more from you this year and just more amazing people that get to share their story and make their ripple in the world because of the work you're doing. So thank you for that. Great. Thank you. Yeah. And we'll put your stuff in the show notes so people can reach out to you. Uh, We always end the conversation with a simple fill in the blank. I'm kind of just choosing random ones as of right now because I haven't found one that I feel the most resonance with. But um, this is your fill in the blank statement. Are you ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Just checking in because I used a different one last time. I think I'm just going to use the same one because I love this one too. If you truly want to improve your life, fill in the blank.
1: Slow down.
0: Mm, yeah. So good. Slow down, slowing it. Has right anyone else again. said
1: that or am I the first? Um,
0: <laughs> off the top of my head, I don't, I don't know. I think it's a huge one. It's actually one that's coming up a lot for me at the moment. So I really mm-hmm. enjoy that you said that, but yeah, it's like slowing down to speeding, to speed up too, you know?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. I think everything kind of comes full circle, right? It's like, we all tend to get into all these productivity hacks and ways to kind of like amplify and increase energy and move faster. And then it's like all of these things to make our lives more workable, like technology and all these things. And then inevitably, we end up back in the beginning of just slowing down and simplifying, right? Yes, exactly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is so true. Yeah,
0: it's hilarious. Well, thank you so much, Lynn. This has been such a pleasure and thanks for the listeners for tuning in. And I would love to hear if you uh, want to share in the lady posse or you want to share with Lynn, obviously her contact information is on the show notes, like just reach out and even just start the conversation about what it means to to share your story or what your story is or some ideas that you have. Sometimes that first step can be just opening up that conversation, you know, and just starting to acknowledge the fact that this is what you really want to do and want to create. So Um, we're real people. We always say this on the show, we're real people behind the podcast. So (laughs) reach out and have a conversation with us because we would love to connect with you. And um, yeah, that would just be fabulous anyways, to get to connect with you also. So I hope you all have a beautiful day. Thank you again, Lynn, for your time and expertise. And we will talk to you guys in the next episode.